Chelsea. Hello. How are you? I'm good. That's great. Doing well. Excellent. Excellent. This week I am getting my hair done. So I need your assistance. Should I do the streak or not? We talked about this before and I, I said that you should because you're going to look like a warrior that's gone to war. Sure. And have but all will this I wisdom. look old? Well, you're getting Botox and all that. So no, I know I'm getting Botox. I'm going to just do Botox every six months. So my Botox is starting to wear off because it's been months now, but I'm not willing to do it until closer to my birthday, probably post Disney. I'll get like a refresh, but I have incorporated facials into my routine as well, which I think is actually in this stage of my life going to be more important than the Botox, but the Botox is also important, you know? So, yeah, I just, I, when you brought up facials before we started recording, I realized I I booked the deep tissue and a facial. Amazing. And you've had a facial before or no? No, it would be my first time. Oh, I love a facial. So I've had only a handful. I can't tout. I think it's tout. I can't tout. I'm just going to say it confidently and people won't question it. I, I can't tout that I've had so many, but my friend McKenna at work. Hey, McKenna. She hooked me up with like the person that she gets her facials from. And I really liked her. Her name is Zoe. One day, maybe I can get a promo code. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just trying to get all my girls <laughs> to get us promo codes. But anyway, Zoe did my face for the first time, like did my facial for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And she told me that I have great skin, which was such a compliment. You know, I try so hard to have good skin because from the neck down, it's the wild west, you know what I mean? (laughs) With what's happening with (laughs) body changes. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, neck up though, I wanted to stay strong. So that was a really high compliment. But the one thing I do want to fix in my skin and correct is the pigmentation that I've had happened since having kids. It's very common that your skin changes after kids. And I have redness in my cheeks and on my, on my one like lower cheekbone or jawbone, whatever. I have a red spot. And she said the only way to get, to get that corrected was to use medicated face stuff. So I'm biting the bullet and spending way too much money on this stuff <laughs> that she's recommending. How much? How much? Two products. Two products. Total, yeah. What do you think the two products cost? 250. Oh. Okay, alone in total, they'd be 280, but the salon is selling like a bundle where the two products together are 200. I didn't buy it when I was in the salon cuz I was like fuck that. Like that's so expensive. But I really sat in my feelings, you know, being like, this is something that I take a lot of pride in. I've really dialed it back in a lot of other areas of spending, you know, like we're not going out to eat as much. I'm not buying almost any clothes. Like I'm really dialing it back. And so, Mm. but skin in my face in particular, I'm investing in. So very important. 
It is. And so then I did like some searching online for the products to see if I could find them cheaper and I could only actually find them more expensive. Mm. So even on their website. So I'm just going to bite the bullet. But one product is 180 bucks if you bought it on its own. So the fact that two of them are full size products. Is it like two ounces? It is more than that, but it is, yeah. I mean, they're not very big bottles. Yeah, I just think like that's just such a ripoff. But you only need like literally she put on my face the two products. She put two drops and my face was covered in it. You know what I mean? So it will last me such a long time and I won't use it every day but I will use it several times a week. So it's going to be just like brutal when I do like pull, like decide to do it. But I want to get a chemical peel. Ultimately, that's like what I'm working towards. And she said, you have to prep your skin in order to get a chemical peel. And so just twist my arm. It means I got to buy great skin products and I got to do at least one more facial with her before she'll do a chemical peel on me. And how many facials did she say you should get? That I should get a facial every six to eight weeks. And I said, my husband will say that I need to go every eight weeks if we're talking like six or eight weeks, but that's only six a year. Like if you think about it, Mm -hmm. that's actually not like crazy, you know, but we'll see (laughs) we'll see (laughs) but you know I'm all about my skin I just want to look young and youthful even though I ain't got nobody no reason for it like it's for me (laughs) that's why I really like it you know what I mean like I mean I dress for me for the most part but if I'm wearing something crazy Alex will be like you look crazy or like if I pick out a funky pair of glasses he'll be like those are weird you know Mm -hmm. so this is just something where like it's you know all those things are for me too like those quirky outfits or quirky glasses I pick out but like he can't be like oh your skin looks great (laughs) like yeah yeah bitch that's the point (laughs) so anyway I don't know how we got on that topic but there we are I think that was like your update. I think that's oh, well, how because you said you, and then you said you're getting deep tissue and a facial massage. Mm-hmm. So it'll be so nice. Yeah. I just, I need like a whole, just like spa. Experience. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've only gone and gotten deep tissue massages. I just always thought like the facials would be like two seconds. And then I'm like, I need more relaxation than just oh, a no, facial. You'll love it. So. Oh, you'll love it. So. <laughs> much Aaron you'll love it so much yeah I, I'm excited for it and it's just right up the road from me I saw it when I was in public like not in Publix but like like in the plaza of Publix I was like oh I never knew this existed here so oh I'm so excited for you yeah I am too <laughs> yeah. I mean really and I they should tell you like a good a good facialist I can't say the word anesthetician. Yeah, I don't even ask me. <laughs> a good one will tell you like what you could be doing for your skin, you know, like what products you could be using or like, you know, if you have big pores or if you have congestion in your like pores on your nose or if you have like pigmentation like me or like whatever, you know, they can like tell you, direct you. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a consultation if they're good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus, usually you get a neck rub. And like a head scalp rub. I like the scalp rub. 
I don't know if like, are you talking about this right here? Are you talking about well, the back? That is your neck, Aaron. But I know, but are you talking about the front of the neck or are you talking about the back? Usually like, so for me, it was like down your neck. Yeah, that, okay, that's, I can do that. But if they were like, oh, you're like right massaging here. your esophagus, Aaron. Yeah. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Jeez Louise. But I always feel bad when they do the scalp massage part because obviously my hair is like a little. <laughs> I'm like, sure they've seen tangled, worse. Tangled, you know? Yeah, but it's still probably like not the best. But anyway, what's up with you? How's life? It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's not a not a ton going on at the moment. No. <laughs> Nothing that I have to disclose. No dates. Maybe one from Bumble here soon. Oh, that's what I was going to. Thank you for saying that. So, you know how like we did that reality dating episode and we talked about Love is Blind and like Yes, yes. Whatnot? Also, are you watching the new season? Anyway, we won't we can talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> Anyways. I got on Bumble one night and they were doing like a speed dating thing. Uh-huh. And the speed dating was like you clicked on it, but their photo was blurry, so like you didn't know what they looked like. Fun. Until like at the end of the three minutes oh that's so so and you then, talk to them for three so, minutes yes yeah, so you talk to them for three minutes oh that's so fun yeah it was it was a lot of fun and i couldn't type fast enough then you saw their face yeah it's not like you get their whole profile like once you get like one picture and i think it's probably their most popular picture Oh. on their profile yeah. and then you just hit like a check mark or an x and so then you don't know if you match with them until the end of the night until like the speed dating is over oh whoa so like even if you get done because i think the speed dating goes for two hours and i was not on there for two hours i was probably on there for 30 minutes but like Aaron, that's only 10 people i know but i got tired <laughs> your thumbs the thumbs so but it was fun and it reminded me of love is blind i'm like this is what probably feels like to be in the pods oh yes erin that is so (laughs) cool i really like that about bumble i've never i mean not like i'm like in the community that's talking about (laughs) bumble very often but i think that's super cool and i've never heard of that before but when you and Alex take over my Bumble profile, you can go speed dating for yeah, me. Yeah, actually, this is a perfect time for us to be doing this based off of the we're ahead in recording. So, yes. Perfect. We'll discuss <laughs> offline. More things to discuss. But this season of Love is Blind, you wait till they all are out. So I know you're not watching, but mm-hmm. it is. Okay. It, there's less emphasis on love this season and more emphasis on like drama because I've seen some stuff online. Yes, but I love it. I'm th- it's it's chef's kiss, which. OK. The, the this is the other thing, too. About love is blind, but about like previous cast members, I just saw that these two, the like Natalie and Deep Tea just started a podcast. Yes. And I saw something and I'm sorry. But I just get so annoyed when people are like, oh, yes, we've started a podcast and we've been spending hours doing this podcast. And I'm like, no, you haven't. You have producers. 
you have all these people. <laughs> like I am the one spending countless hours. And right. that is like what the, they said. I saw like the thing on the explore page today. They had said something. We have been working on this for endless hours. And I was just annoyed because I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like they instantly like cash out. Oh, yeah. They already had like they only had like two posts and they had 21,000 followers on that page. Right. Because they're famous AF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but one day, you know, daily yeah. grind, daily grind. <laughs> we'll appreciate ours more. So, yeah. Will we? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did tell Erica the other day, I was like, you know, if this does really hit off, you know, I might be exhausted by the time it goes because I feel like it's going to be, we will have destroyed every ins and outs of my single life. (laughs) So I'll be so tired. I won't have anything else left in me. Well, we'll have to really amp up our game, you know, in the later years, because obviously (laughs) it's going to take us years to get anywhere, (laughs) get this thing off the ground, Mm -hmm. but is just becoming like better interviews interviewers you know and then we got to get on the circuit yeah you got to dream big to make it big so that's my email signature man dream big so (laughs) basic millennial dream big Um, i'm surprised you don't have a sign yeah you mean like gemini no like a sign on. oh i do that says dream big yeah i do i have one in my office that says dream big <laughs> it's not a sign it's like you know like wooden letters or like yeah decorative letters it's like that kind of but it's mm. like it's it says dream big mm-hmm. <laughs> and i have like a notebook that says it you know because when people know that about you then they start giving things like oh i saw someone gave me an ornament that said dream big on it one year at work because you know it's my email signature and i love it as an email signature you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is a cute place. And also I had it as an email signature in 2000 and when we were in college, we graduated in 14. So like probably 2011. Dream big was not common in 2011. No, I don't think it was. No. So I had it here first. Live, laugh, love was. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Bo show. <laughs> Bo show. Was definitely the saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I really love that Bumble's mixing it up. Yes, it was. It was fun. I miss no today's Wednesday, so I think I'll be able to do it tomorrow because I think they do it at Thursday on Thursday nights. Oh wait, no, I'm busy tomorrow. I'm going putt putt <laughs> golfing with my friend Allie. So. You're golfing? Oh, putt putt. Yeah, I don't golf. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's mm-hmm. what you Florida people can do. Yes, we can putt putt. All and, year round. Yeah, all year round. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Oh, well. Shall we head into our topic? We shall. Okay. <laughs> so, Erin, you're the one who thought we should be sharing our knowledge with our <laughs> listeners. Yes. Our tips. So, I got done working out a few weeks ago because, you know, we're, we're always, both of us are always thinking of, Content. Content. Content producers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I will just pause you there for one second while you pull it up. Mm-hmm. On the topic of content, you know what's so gosh darn freaking annoying 
is that I'll watch a freaking TikTok or an Instagram reel that I either see or my husband sends me and it'll just be, you know, like what married couples do. And it's like has so many, so many views and follows. And I'm like so pissed because I'm like, we do this. Like (laughs) one, I'm mad that they're seeing into my soul and our relationship is just as basic as all the rest of them. Two, I'm feeling so seen and like, I feel so relatable, like it feels so relatable. And so I'm feeling good. And then three, I get pissed because I'm like, no, I want to come up with this content. Yeah. So anyway, if you know, it's out here in the streets when you're trying to be a content creator and a podcaster and a mom and a hardworking independent woman (laughs) over there that you are and like and a wife and have a clean house and no laundry like it is challenging (laughs) do it all you know yes i agree so the topic so i said you know i have an idea and i said the best dating slash relationship tips you were given when dating alex and i share mine obviously i didn't date alex so i'll share sure 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 also the worst tips ever heard or have received and then i said then we can share or owning own dating tips with one another, whatever uh, that we would give to someone if they were talking to us about their dating status or relationships. And then I said, you can take it a step further and go with Man. marriage tips, like worst or best okay, that great. you've heard. So <laughs> lay on me some knowledge, some tips. I don't know if it's really knowledge, but I would say some of the ones that. I see them like they make fun of them like on Instagram and like TikTok. But the ones that you get when you're single, I would say is like more because tips and advice are probably the same thing. But I always get the, you know, if you just stop looking, they'll show up. Oh, yeah. And I am just like, I'm sorry. Like, that's just not true. And if anybody's listening, they're like, well, that's how I met my husband or like current partner or whatever i'm like no you just were busy doing other things it's not like that you weren't looking everyone is always looking for a a partner Mm -hmm. you know so like you just it's just in that particular moment you were busy doing something or whatever and they popped up like it's not like if this happens to everybody, if you'd stop doing everything that you're doing, stop trying to go on a dating app, trying to go into meetups, whatever, they'll just show up. Right. No. <laughs> you got to work for it. <laughs> like, yeah, which is why a few episodes ago I said that if I hadn't found Alex, I'd still be single <laughs> because I would not have been trying and thus I would not have been successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably the one I get the most, which is Do really gen- genuinely think like they genuinely say that to you and think that that's like, like good advice. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Who are you talking to? We got to cut those people out. <laughs> got, they got to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll get that. And then you got to go like for a specific type of guy, you know, oh, you should go for like, 
the metal guy like those guys are the like the people who are into like hardcore metal like those are the people you should be going for you should be going for who says that wait who <laughs> says that Aaron? my who friend <laughs> my friend ally says like i should go for metal guys who said because... that? sorry i'm talking so loud i can't even hear you <laughs> my friend ally she says i should go for metal guys because every guy she's ever dated has been a metal guy and they're always like so sweet and nice and i will say the guy that she's dating now is really nice and kind but not my type that is the most absurd thing i've ever heard in my entire life but like saying like you got to go for a specific type of person is what yeah, i'm trying but to that say that specific type of person <laughs> is a wild example <laughs> like so obscure yeah interesting <laughs> interesting yeah and my favorite piece of advice i've ever heard (laughs) and then the other the other one is more of like compliments but they're like trying to hype you up like as a single person like oh you're a queen like you deserve the best and like you deserve nothing more than like you know a plus plus or like the gold standard or like don't settle and yada 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 like all the stuff that you'd say to somebody who's single and those get annoying after a while too just because you hear it so often and then Mm -hmm. i don't know it gets to a point where like sometimes your insecurities come up to the forefront and you're like should i just settle for so-and-so you know like yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. those are just some like the worst ones yeah those are some i mean honestly my the question is a great piece of advice that you the best piece of advice you've ever heard and i think you just heard it here folks just like date the metal heads just <laughs> date the metal heads i love that so much mm-hmm. i actually have been really like you proposed this a you know like a couple weeks ago and i was like i don't think anyone gave me any advice like i mean i was a child so mm-hmm. i do know at one point someone i can't remember if it was like my mom or my dad or like my grandpa like someone just like random who like had no interest in my dating life because why would they I was a teenage girl you know what I mean like there's really no reason to but they did say to break up with Alex not because of Alex like because like that was their advice was like don't date somebody in high school I know my dad has told my brother like do not do what your sister did which like is very offensive like he's not meaning it offensive yeah (laughs) what was the reasoning that well i think like they just didn't want it had nothing to do with like alex or like alex and i had a very healthy Mm -hmm. dating relationship like even though high school girls are toxic as we pointed out in a previous episode but like and i definitely had toxic traits but like in general our relationship was not like problematic you know as teenagers like we listened to our parents and like we went out on dates and we had jobs and we spent our money on each other like it was very reasonable you know what I mean like very reasonable high school love but I think the sentiment there was like you're gonna miss out on things you Mm -hmm. know so like don't miss out on like dating is an important part of life don't miss out on that experience clearly I didn't listen to it but you know so I know he's told my brother that I don't remember if it was him though like I don't know if it was my dad saying that to me or not but someone did tell me that and like again it wasn't it was slight against Alex it was more just like go out there meet new people experience new things you know and I was like why do I want to do that 
I think what yeah. truly like on that note, like, yeah, I haven't dated other people, but I have so many friend groups. Like I've, I put myself out there. I just don't put myself out there for dating. You know what I mean? Like I'm always yeah. open to meeting new people and like making new friends. I, there was a point in my life though, where I said I was maxed out on friends and I couldn't take in anymore. But yeah, like, I was going to say, you did say that I think like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is true. Especially. Yeah. I do think it was like around COVID. I was like, I'm maxed out. Because it was like a time of care and like everyone needed to just like be there for each other and like to have any more new friends was too challenging. But, but I do put myself out there and I have in the past, like I have so many different pockets of friends. So I think like for me, I never felt like I was missing out because of not dating other people. Cause like, I feel like I got exposure to all different kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like through friendship. Yeah. No, I could. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same, but Mm -hmm. like, it's the closest thing that I can compare it to. Yeah. But I really think that that might've been the only piece of advice that like I was ever really given. And I mean, it was like kind of facetious when I was given it anyway, but, (laughs) but I advice that I would give if you're going to be in a long-term relationship and you're younger I really think Alex and I's success was because we went to separate undergrads. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you have to go to college in order to be successful, like high school sweethearts and like separate schools at that. But it's important to have like separate lives and separate friends that like eventually come back together. But like, it's so great that Alex had like groups of friends that didn't know me. And it was so good for me to have different groups of people who like ultimately really didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And like we would meet them on weekends or whatever, but like they were his friends and I had my yeah. friends. And now as a married couple, everyone's all of our friends, but it was really, it was really healthy for us to have independent worlds. Yeah. Some individuality. Yeah. And so that we could talk to each other about things Mm-hmm. rather than doing everything together and have nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that is something I had to learn the hard way in my last relationship because, and I think in some form or fashion, like when you date somebody, you learn this, but I always thought that like you had to be friends or like all of your friends had to get along with that person mm-hmm. and everyone had to come together at all times like you couldn't be separate right and have like separate friend groups and so like I lost all my friends like I didn't talk Mm -hmm. to you like I didn't talk to anybody yeah and so I think I learned that the hard way that like now I I make sure that like anybody I'm talking I want to pursue like you know they have their own life and they do their own things and they're not dependent on me for like everything Mm -hmm. and so I think I think that is probably some good good advice overall. Just have individuality within dating and yeah. relationships. Like even when you're married. Definitely. You know, like obviously yeah. you're with that person all the time, but like there has to be things that you guys are interested in that you don't do together. Yeah, like that freaking Formula One. Gosh, I could burn that. <laughs> There's too. a race this weekend. <laughs> I, Down under. Uh, <laughs> but and mine's facials. So to <laughs> be Alex likes a spa day. So like he does try to 
you know, get in on that every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But Alex gets a lot of credit in my in my work life because I go out with people I work with like pretty frequently because that's important to me. I really value like. I love the people that I work with, and Mm. if I don't love who I work with, then I don't love my job, and I'm not willing to work somewhere that I don't love every, you know, like love waking up to to do every day. And I'm so lucky that I'm just like surrounded by a campus, basically, of people who are amazing and that I really enjoy. And so, on Wednesday nights, Alex has dinner with his family with the kids. You know, so that's a night where I could just come home and be by myself, you know, like in the house alone, but I choose to go out and like with people, usually like I, I plan like drinks with someone that I work with or like Mm -hmm. someone that I don't work with very often to get to know better or like dinner plans or something usually happens on Wednesday nights, not every week, but, but I'd say at least twice a month, which is like pretty good for like a working mom, you know? And I like, I could not stop doing that. (laughs) It's important to me to like Mm -hmm. do something adult like, but also separate from the kid aspect, do something that makes me feel like a, like a lady, you know, and not mom, but it's also important because it's something that I get to do like without Alex. Otherwise every night would just be us at our house watching tv which is my favorite thing to do but like that would be crazy if i did that every day of my life Mm -hmm. with him you know what i mean like i'd love it but also like would i be a well-rounded fulfilled person i don't know Mm -hmm. so i love drinks i love a wednesday night drink it's like my favorite favorite so that would be advice for me too is to others it doesn't have to be your work people but like as someone in a long-term relationship or a parent, you know, find the frequency that works for you. Mm-hmm. But in mine, I feel like is every, you know, couple of weeks, but, mm-hmm. and then like go do something that you, you know, want to do. Yeah. And I would say this kind of to piggyback off of that in terms of like what Erica had talked about with like codependency and like to not be codependent on one's partner. I've never understood how people could break up with somebody and then like a month later be with someone brand new and like there's mm-hmm. no there's no like grieving process, there's no like like reflecting of mm-hmm. like what you did. It's just like and again I think it's part of the codependency. So I my thing in terms of like what you said is like have that have that space have that time for yourself but also don't be so dependent even after if a relationship doesn't work out to the point where like you have to go find somebody right away to fulfill what you lost because if that's what you're doing then you kind of lost a bit of yourself in that relationship and you shouldn't be jumping into another relationship. You should be figuring out yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a that's another hard lesson I learned. <laughs> sure. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other things that like either I was told or that I would advise. You can, it, can be, it doesn't even have to be like super serious. Like it could be oh, like no, I know. funny or like. Yep. Even if it was like 
common things that like they they asked you guys like once you got married like you know when people are like oh when are you gonna have kids like was there anything annoying or no, you know it was so annoying actually <laughs> on that exact topic because nobody freaking asked when we were gonna have kids it no was one so did respectful it was so freaking <laughs> respectful and I hated it so much I hated it so much clearly my parents and in-laws knew their audience and knew that I'm like a very like liberally educated woman who probably would not have fundamentally enjoyed that question (laughs) like as a feminist you know I would have been like what the hell why are you asking me that question but I was so mad you know we'd been married for how old was I when I had Hattie 28 Mm mm-hmm I got pregnant with her at 28, just before 29. I turned 29. You had had been married for like three years? Yes. I'd been married for three or so years. We had moved back home. We had bought a house at that point. Nobody was fucking asking when I was going to have a kid. And I was so proud of my family, again, for their feminist mindset. Mm -hmm. But I was also so mad because I was like, hello, we've been together for a hundred million years. Like we've done all these things like in the societally approved order. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you all that asking me? And then I got pregnant and people were excited, but, but no, one thing I will say is I, we're really working our way through scheduled sex. And I think it's like perfect. I would recommend it. <laughs> you have like a bell that goes off. Ding, ding. It's time. Yeah, so we've picked, we've, so everyone knows our sex schedule. We have selected Fridays as the day. And then any other day throughout the week is just bonus. But for sure, we're going to get it in on Fridays. But this past Friday, I fell asleep. On Saturday, I fell asleep. And on Sunday, I fell asleep. Oh, so now Alex has been asking because I don't like morning sex. It's not something we've talked about yet, I don't think, mm-hmm. on the pod, but I don't care for it because I don't like stinky breath. So yes. I like, then you have to get out of bed, brush your teeth. And it's like, if you've already gotten <laughs> out of bed, done, I have to pee as soon as I wake up. So it's mm-hmm. like, so then there's like a whole process and I got to brush my teeth and then you got to brush your teeth. And it's like, the moment is gone. Like the spontaneity of morning sex, I think sounds really exciting. It's just like not practical or functional, but so I'm loving the Friday situation, except last Friday I fell asleep. And then I did on Saturday and Sunday. All three nights, I think I was sleeping by like nine o'clock. On Saturday, I woke up and I was, I fell asleep by nine. I woke up at 11, was shocked, thought it was gonna be like five in the morning, but it was 11 at night and didn't go to bed till five in the morning. I laid in bed the whole time watching TV. It was brutal. But anywho, so we are a little bit behind. I do owe him. I do owe I'm him. sure he's been asking. He has. He has actually, which is so great. I love it so much. I like to feel desired. Well, no one's asking over here. So <laughs> I know. So scheduled sex for me would be a highly if if you're going longer than you would like to be going, you know, everyone has their ratios and their frequencies. I I'm I like once a week, twice a week. Anything else is like crazy bonus and like just not the phase of life that we're in mm-hmm. and we're it, it's so easy for us to just get tired bored and the monotony so it can we can go well past a week and that's not my favorite you know 
Yeah. And then you end up in couples therapy being like, I haven't had sex in five years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is definitely not happening. But But yes, absolutely. It's very easy for it to become like background, you know, like Mm -hmm. in the background and not at the forefront. So yeah. I'm into the scheduled situation. Yeah. You got to prioritize each other. Yep. Exactly. Even for sexy time. Yes, exactly. How about you? What are some other things? This is more of a comment, but before Mm -hmm. my grandma passed away, she had told, this is my dad's mother. She had told him, because she was like, why isn't she married yet? Like, why were you? What? When she's saying, why isn't she married yet? This was just last year. Oh, I thought she, she passed away last year. My last grandma. Yes. Wow. That feels not accurate in my timetable I have in my mind but okay sounds good yeah it was actually like just like two weeks ago a year ago wow yeah she she was like 96 but she was always oh, yes 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 yeah yes, she she yes, lived in Troy yes she lived yes, in Troy. yes, yes, yes. so she was Her dad's always, mom yes yeah she was always asking every time I'd come over like do you have a boyfriend? Are you talking to anybody? And she only met my college boyfriend. Oh, God. Wait, which one? First one or church boy or train man? Curly. First one. First one. The first one. First yeah, one. Dinosaur man. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call the other guy? We call him railroad man. Railroad. I think of him as plenty of fish guy. But... You can think of him as that, too. Yeah, because that's how I met him. A railroad guy is what we've been calling that. Yeah, because at yeah, the time he worked for the railroad. Right. Anyways, I, when you say first boyfriend, I feel like people think that's my first boyfriend ever. It was not. I had a boy. My first boyfriend was in the eighth grade. Oh my gosh! You're just so to scary. clarify. <laughs> yes. Right. 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 Anyways, the swimmer. He was a swimmer. Yes. Yep. So we'll call him the swimmer then. The swimmer. Okay. So she had met him. And so after that, she'd always ask about him. And I'm like, yeah, it's not, you know, not going to be him. So (laughs) 10 years later, grandma (laughs) still asks about him. I know. And so she had told my dad, she was like, well, why isn't she married yet? Like, I don't get it. Like, blah, blah, blah. And my dad was like, well, you know, her mom, you know, my mom didn't get married until she was like in her 30s. And she's like, yeah, I know, but I guess, I guess Aaron's just going to be an old maid. I love that. <laughs> I think my mom had told me the story and I, and then that shortly thereafter, like, you know, she passed and I was like, oh, she what are the last you were an old maid thinking I was an old maid. And I always thought that like, if I got even just engaged, I thought, oh, maybe that's when she'll she'll pass on because right. Right. she would have thought like, oh, she's she's going to be with somebody. Right. But that was well, not the case. Well, how do you feel about your grandma calling you an old maid? Love <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but I'm not you, so. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a very old stereotype. Definitely. But I think the new stereotype for our generation now is like a lady cat with a bunch lady. of cats yeah, yeah. cat lady mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so 
I just you are a cat lady. I am a cat lady and I'm loud and proud about it. So Yeah. <laughs> I think I was a little bit slightly offended. Of course, of course. That's <laughs> extremely natural and reasonable. Yeah, and then you kind of start thinking, well, if she thinks that, like is it true? Yeah. Like am I Yes, I often refer to you as an old maid. When have you ever referred to me as I'm an old kidding, maid? I'm kidding, Erin. Obviously, <laughs> I don't think anyone is thinking. I don't think any millennials our age. Well, millennials are our age, but I don't think anybody our age thinks that a 31-year-old woman is odd if they're not in a relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think... It is very understandable why your grandma thought it was Mm -hmm. different, (laughs) but I think people our age, it's very normal for a 31 year old woman to, to have a lot of cats and, (laughs) and be perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like if you had a bunch of dogs or whatever, but I, I think sometimes when people say that or like. The other thing about being single and people play on this all the time, like online, it just beats it even more to a pulp than it needs to that like being single means you're miserable. Mm. And I just don't think that's true. Now, if you are a very codependent person and you need somebody in your life all the time and you can't figure out how to be by yourself and how to be alone and be comfortable being alone then yeah, being single is going to be miserable because you don't know how to get through your feelings and figure mm-hmm. out all this stuff. But I remember my aunt as a kid, she she always said to me like, Erin, you just always know how to entertain yourself, which was true. Like you could throw me in a room and I'd find something to do. And so I think yeah. that's just like my my life in general, I'll figure it out. And if someone comes along, that's great. But I'm also understanding that it might just not happen, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it. So I, yeah, I think overall, I was kind of like, thanks, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you really thought. (laughs) Right, right. I think something that I think is a good tip or advice or comment on relationships. The bad habits, I don't mean like problematic in your relationship, but just like the poor habits that they come in with, they likely are going to keep. For example, my husband, I'd say his rate of success from getting the empty pop can into the pop can (laughs) receptacle (laughs) It's like a 30% chance it's getting in there, mm-hmm. you know? And and the choice that I have made to not lose my shit every time I have to do it on his behalf, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, so I guess the advice in there is like go in knowing that those habits are likely going to be there forever. Now they could be, could get better, mm-hmm. you know? They could get exacerbated, so it could get worse. But, you know, if you go in knowing that that's likely going to be the habit and then choosing your reaction (laughs) to those small annoyances, Mm -hmm. I think is key. And 
because I tolerate can you tolerate those habits yeah like assessing that because yeah originally I thought god this is so disrespectful this is disrespect in a in a tangible example you know what I mean like he disrespects our house he disrespects me and my time by leaving his empty pop can and thinking I'm gonna pick it up the reality of the matter is he's not thinking about it that's why the pop can's gonna make it in the receptacle it has nothing to do about respect it has nothing to do about cleanliness of our house it has nothing to do the man put the pop can down he walked away and he forgot about it and he's not thinking about it and he's not worried about it and he also doesn't care like his mind doesn't care about that pop can when he then goes to you know do something on the counter right next to the pop can and he sees it he's not like oh let me put that away for her because not even seeing it like it isn't disrespect it's just stupidity and it's fine like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and sometimes it is disrespect but in the examples that i'm referring to they're not and you know he'll say this about me that i get up if we we eat in all different places in our house for dinner like sometimes we eat at the kitchen table sometimes we eat at the island and sometimes we eat in the family room and the kids have like a kid's table that they sit at if we sit in there and like especially when i'm in when we eat in that space like i never ask him if i can take his dish like it's a habit i don't think about and it bothers the crap out of him because he's like if I get up, I go put my dish away. And he's like, you didn't take my dish. And I was like, I didn't think about it. And I was like, oh, that's the point. Like, it's not, I'm not disrespecting you. Yeah. Just simply not thinking about it. On that topic, like the dish, taking someone's dish. I have a hard time doing that for somebody because my sister used to do that to me all the time. I kind of felt like I was like her slave. Cause like we'd come home from school and she'd be sitting there, you know, cause at one point we get home right at the end of Dr. Phil at three o'clock. Oh, yep. And then Oprah, then Oprah would Oprah come four. on. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so that's when my sister would like make oh, a oh, hot pocket yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And she'd eat it while we, her and I would sit there and watch Oprah. And oh, then at five o'clock I'd start Oprah my homework. Together. Yeah. yeah. And, but not knowing each other yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute that is and, so cute it's like when you look at the moon and you're halfway around the world and they're looking at the moon and it's like oh we're looking at the moon together but our moon was oprah yes. so we were watching it and so like right at the commercial break i i'm not like a big snack eater or anything like that so like even back then i wasn't and so she would eat something after school, like make a hot pocket or a bowl of cereal or, or whatever. Hot <laughs> yeah. Gosh, the nostalgia <laughs> you're bringing up. <laughs> and so she'd put her plate on the table, like the co- the end table or like the coffee table. Yeah. And I'd get up at commercial break and she'd be like, hey, can you take this for me? Yeah. She didn't want to do it. And so to me, like if somebody like leaves the pop can or or whatever it's just like they're just they just don't want to do it i can't get to the point of like like you said like he's just not thinking about it you're gonna have to yeah i know but it's also like am i gonna tolerate like i think there's things that like you can tolerate in people and then there's things you can't it's just kind of figuring out like what happens yeah i mean it's taken me a long time and i like yeah oh 
another piece of advice though i kind of just like shit on alex for a minute with that example <laughs> i'll i'll pump him up here again <laughs> i pumped him up earlier in the episode but you know it's like you got to sandwich the good and the bad mm-hmm. my husband you got to find a man aaron because you know i have a thing about how you've never been handed a towel <laughs> This is what Alex does for me. He takes care of me so much. When I am tired at the end of the day, I just walk my ass upstairs. I say, I'm going to bed. Good night. That man every night lets the dogs out, feeds the dog, you know, because we feed the dogs before we go to bed, lets the dogs out, feeds the dogs. Puts anything away, maybe, the, you know, because like when you cook hot food, you can't like put it right in the fridge. So like if any of the food hasn't been like because it's cooled down and so now it can go into the fridge. If any of that hasn't gone in or he goes and turns off all the lights, he does all of that every night. And he knows to fill my water and to bring up two chocolates. <laughs> and he does it. And he I does love it. the two chocolates. <laughs> He does it. Yeah. If we have, if we have dark chocolate in the house, he knows bring up to bring us each up two chocolates. And so sometimes, you know, I'll say, did you bring me my chocolates? And he'll say, duh. Like I can hear that too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, or he'll be like, no, I didn't, you know? And then, but like he did. And it's just like, I tell him constantly, like, thank you. And I appreciate him for those things. But like what you need to, everybody needs somebody who's going to like, because he's tired too. Like, that's just facts. Like, he's also tired. But that is, it has somehow slowly become a thing that he's responsible for all of those things at night. And I'm just so appreciative. So everyone's got to find somebody who will do that. Yeah. In regards to like when you said like letting the dogs out and, and stuff like that, it, my one of my non-negotiables is like if you don't treat your animals well. And I'm not saying like in the arms of an angel, ASPCA mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. mistreating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like if I come to your house and you have one cat and you haven't scooped their litter and there's poop and pee everywhere which I've, I've witnessed like, come on, you need to be a better human and you need to be better for that animal. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like the same thing for like dogs. Like if they're like peeing and pooping in the house or like, you know, you you always forget to give them water and they're just always drinking out of the toilet. Yeah. There's, there's some things that, you know, I just think that like, if you're mistreating your pet, that's going to formulate into like, if you were to have kids, like you're going to treat your kids like crap. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like basic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the other piece of advice that has nothing to do with animals or anything was my mom had told me because she learned this the hard way marrying my dad was she never thought back when she was getting married, like about like when you marry the person, you marry the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great, like... And she didn't realize that until she was, like, basically getting married. And it was, like, too late. <laughs> sure. Oh, no. You know, but but my 
but she when was my mom got, made so yeah. she had no options well and she was pregnant when my mom was walking down the aisle she was already pregnant with my sister mm-hmm. oh wow i didn't know that yeah fun fact i could really dissect that <laughs> but i will on the pod yeah so she had said to me really early on like at 16 you know like make sure like whoever you find that you like their family too and if you don't don't marry them <laughs> that's basically mm-hmm. what she told me mm-hmm. and then the other piece of advice she gave me and i think she also learned this again the hard way because she has been the breadwinner for most of yeah, my life I, yeah what'd she say is <laughs> that's what I she basically <laughs> she basically said never to depend on a man oh that's and, a nicer way to say it yeah for you know financial yeah means and I think that's something that's getting pushed a lot, at least for me being single is like, especially if you hit a certain age, oh my gosh, like I just need to marry somebody and have kids and I'll be like the homemaker and like, I just want to stay home and, and and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong if you just like want to stay home and raise the kids. But I think to push that down people's throats, especially if they're single, like at a certain age that like, yeah, just find a man who has a ton of money. That's not always necessarily true. And I also heard from one of the nurses I used to work with when I worked at Garden City, her husband had cheated on her and luckily she still had her nursing license that she kept up for years and she was at home because he was a doctor. And she said, you know, if I didn't keep my up my nursing license and I didn't do certain things here and there, she's like, I don't know what I would have done. So that's like really good advice is like, you know, be your own <laughs> Yeah, or Make have your own a, money, <laughs> or, or have a really great prenup and like exit strategy, whichever yeah. one. You know what I'm saying? Like good prenup meaning like you're protected, <laughs> whatever <Yeah>. that means. <laughs> no, I was always told. I mean, I was told to be rich. You know, that's why I think I have a fascination with people who are rich because like I just didn't do that. You know what I mean? But I was always told like, no, you got to be rich or marry rich, and I didn't do either so i mean we do fine but like we're not rich but yeah my parents really wanted me well my parents wanted me to be the rich one you know i don't think they really cared about who i was with i mean they just wanted to make sure that they weren't like dead beats but (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of on me to get married oh no there is no pressure whatsoever for my family to get married or have kids that's all done Mm -hmm. (laughs) my sister did that for all of us right but there is i feel like pressure for oh success financial success yes financial success to be better than like what my parents were and like certain Mm -hmm. stages of their life and then also there's, I feel like there's pressure. My mom always says, no, there's no pressure, but I do feel like there's pressure to like find a good man, make sure that man gets along with my family. Yeah. Well, to give them the picture perfect life that they want. Yeah. And like, I'm again, I'm very open to this podcast, but my parents watch my nieces and nephews a lot most weekends. And so to have the pressure, I also feel the pressure of like, if I ever had kids, like I would have to keep it. My mom is like, yeah, I would just be like a regular grandma if you had kids. So 
Mm-hmm. There, I think in some regards, there's to be successful all around. In some areas, yeah, that's like some people in my life are not. <laughs> yeah, that's like a lot of pressure, but. I'm trying to think of other things. I'm trying to think of even like funny things. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, I think. I think it's hard for me to have like sweeping, gen- you know, that's like the part about like live, laugh, love signs and dream big signs. They're just so generic. You know what I mean? Like I always have advice for you. <laughs> I, I always have. There we go. That's the other thing too, is like everyone who isn't in my position, like, like you yeah, has all this advice, all this like tips and everything to give. And it can get really annoying. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> oh, I so believe it. I so believe it. Because sometimes I think it comes from like a happy-go-lucky place and like a too positive place. And some of us, like myself, are too dark, like too dark in the soul mm-hmm. like, to take in the, well, the happy-go-lucky advice. Yeah, I don't know if I... I do give advice. I think what I do more is critique what has already happened. I think mm-hmm. that's the angle I come from more yes. than like advice. Cause ultimately like, I'm not going to give you the best advice, but I am going to tell you what I would have done different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like, I'm the kind of person who like, I literally think I talk about people I work with or like my boss, like, almost every episode so we should like just start a running tally maybe it's like a drinking game or whatever but anyway like if I misspell something in an email or like in a chat like let's do even lower stakes like just in a g chat like it haunts me (laughs) like I correct it but then it haunts me that like I did that so why I say that in relation to like I like to give judgments or critiques on what I would have done different Mm -hmm. like I do that I replay so many scenarios of my own life like I don't just do it to you is I guess what I mean like if I if you think I do it to you or like any of my loved ones listening like I do it to myself a hundred more times than I do it to my friends you know like I replay anything that I didn't love that I did that day and like what would I have done different? What would I have done better? How could I have said that better? How could I have said that faster, more effectively? Like, how could I avoid that in the future? Like, I am constantly in a healthy way, I think, but it is constant for myself. So I do it yeah. though to my friends quite a bit. I do not do that. Yeah. But what I do do is I think of futuristic events with people. And they could be in, oh. they could be in my life or they could be out of my life. And that can keep me up at night. Like that can, I can't, I might go to bed at 10, but I won't fall asleep till 1230 because I'm thinking of other. Of a scenario that never exists, that will never exist very like likely. Yeah. Like you run into somebody that you had a falling out with. What, oh my what, gosh, Aaron, like what's going to happen? <laughs> I literally, that's so fascinating because I literally never do that really never i'll be dry like if i have long road trips oh me too but i'm the opposite i'm thinking i'm saying (laughs) out loud what already happened 
Yeah, I, when you watch a movie and they do like flashbacks of somebody's past and then they flash to the present day and it's like they're sitting on a bench and they're picturing that flashback. That's what I do when I'm driving. Stuff. Like I'll picture that flashback and then I'll think of a futuristic event. <laughs> yeah. No, I I in the car constantly am thinking about like the day before that day and like what I could have said better and like like constantly so that's so funny like I want Erica I know she doesn't like it's not her area but like I wonder what because that's similar it's similar Mm -hmm. but it's different like you're dreaming of scenarios where I'm perfecting scenarios that already happened but either way can't turn back time in my instance and yours is probably not gonna happen you know what I mean like yeah they're both like fictitious highly unlikely events that we're planning for Mm -hmm. but like I'm going backwards and you're going forwards yeah like here's a great example I totally forgot to bring this guy up in our religious dating episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I had matched with him he was like my last match on tinder and then I got off tinder but I was 22 and he came from like the perfect like Christian family like was homeschooled went to Hillsdale if anyone knows what Hillsdale is, it's like the most conservative school in the country. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And fancy. One of the yeah, things. and fancy. Like I said, homeschooling had like seven brothers and sisters. And when I'm 22, and he played football at Hillsdale. So to me, he was like the dream man at that age. And so now, and it really, it kind of ended badly. Not kind of, it did. Because he basically told me. I was on my way to go see him and he texted me and he was like, yeah, never mind. I don't want to see you. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you're just really not that big of a deal to me. So anyways, so now, I mean, he just started following me on Instagram, but so now because he just started following me on Instagram, I start thinking of like, what would you say to him? And yeah, like, what would I say to him? Cause he was probably like, there's only maybe like two people that I didn't date like I wouldn't say like we were boyfriend girlfriend but like we were close and he was one of them that like man I wish it would have worked out but now he's like married and he's got like this like picture perfect life it looks like up in Traverse City with like a wife and child and like one of like lives on a little farm and so I picture like oh my god I'm in Traverse City and I bump into him you know that's like the scenario (laughs) Okay, so that's so funny. Okay. Using the example of our podcast. He would be somebody I would love to have on. I don't think he would ever come on, but he'd be somebody that I would love to hear his perspective of why you weren't that big of a deal. Yeah. (laughs) Because I know you said you'd love to have like somebody I want. Yeah, I would love an ex. Yeah, you got to work on it. Maybe swimmer. Do you think the swimmer would come on? He's still in love with me. So, so yes because <laughs> he's in love with you no so okay so using our example of like how we're the same but different mm-hmm. the melissa and lewis episode i it happens almost every podcast but their podcast episode in particular we ended the call and it's like the next day and i thought of a hundred questions i could have asked like a hundred things i could have <laughs> said and like 
It's, I mean, it's not great because I didn't think of them in the moment, but like, it's good. St- like it all matters. It all counts. Same for you. Like you might not ever bump into this person in Traverse city, but like, but like you might bump into somebody else and like you can pull from the plan you've already devised. Like it's all crazy. I also want to just point this out for our listeners because some listeners might do what I do. Some listeners might do what you do mm-hmm. and probably most, or most of them. Don't do either. But or like, they could do a combo of both. You never know. Or some other weird thing. Like I talk out loud in my car too. Like I say the things out loud. Like I'm not just saying them in my mind. Sometimes they're in my mind, but other times they're out loud. But, you know, people probably do that. I don't know. People do weird shit, but yeah, ah, that's so weird. There's something like, there. there. There's something. I don't, I wonder what that's called. Like what we're, you know, everything has, has like a name, like a. Yeah, there has to be some like psychological term. Yes, totally. And it's definitely like yeah. a coping skill in both like, scenarios. Like well, you, mine it's kind is- of funny because when we come up with topics, like today I was on the way to Target to pick up cat food and I was thinking about what we were going to talk about mm-hmm. in our episode. Like I was thinking mm-hmm. of already stuff I was going to say. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's also just but no, I'm right saying because like, I'm thinking of like, I'm always in the future, like, my mind is always thinking mm-hmm. of future mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Future events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what the psychological trauma that we experience is probably Oprah, something about Oprah. <laughs> you know? so rooted, mine has to be rooted in control. I love control. So like, if I, I try to control the situation better than I did initially you know what I mean which is just like more control <laughs> yeah. then I want I don't think mine's control no well it kind of is yeah if you're like trying to figure out like mm-hmm. I it's control like controlling the situation like yeah. you want to be in control of yourself and your emotions like if you were to ever encounter something that would likely kind of like mm-hmm. get you off your game you know yeah and he this person who lives in Traverse City now, the Tinder guy. I think sometimes I a lot of my futuristic thoughts are about like love lost. Sure, of course. You know, so yeah. I think that is maybe something like maybe I'm like missing love or missing something. So like I'm I don't know. There has to be some term for that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah it's like escapism like you're yeah. putting yourself in someone else's scenario like as your own for even like the few minutes or seconds that you let yourself do that you know and then yeah no I think that's I mean that is I said we're both crazy I mean we are but I also think what we're talking about is pretty normal mm-hmm. and probably if not normal relatable so yeah that's you. It's very interesting. Your past and I'm future. Will we ever be in the present? No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You sound like a teenage movie. Like, <laughs> like that. Will we ever be in the present? Doesn't that sound like just such a teenage rom-com, you know, like conundrum yeah. anyway. Oh, should we call it? We can call it. I think this is so cute. Look at where we ended up. <laughs> I love this for us. Talking about our psychological (laughs) trauma of some sort.
Yeah, exactly. It has to be something with Oprah. I I'm love still that. waiting for my car. I love that. And I'm not, yeah, and you get a car and you get a car. I I think of Oprah kind of frequently now because Grady, before we just again, because Grady loves toast. Like he like really loves toast. And so I'm like, you know, Oprah, when she was on Weight Watchers, she was like, she was always on bread, you know, like that. She's yeah. that campaign of like, I love bread. And so I always think I say to Grady, like, you love bread. Like, like yeah. The other thing too, with her and then like, I've never watched that red table talk, but I've like oh. seen snippets uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like so many comedians like make fun of them because anytime somebody try- thinks that they've said something profound, mm-hmm. they're like, mm. like, Ooh, that yeah. was a good one. Like yeah. all that. Because now we do this podcast, I'm like, just make sure you don't, even if it's something somebody says real good, like when we have guests, like, go, mm. <laughs> yeah, don't like, don't, don't. I do can any- hear Jada. I, I've only watched a handful of Red Table Talks, but I can like picture and hear Jada Pinkett Smith doing like, mm. like I can picture that. Yeah. Like that. I can feel that in my soul. Like, no, yeah. like just. <laughs> Pack job. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So Pack if you felt this in your noodle. soul today, <laughs> thank you all for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the pod. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Casual and Committed Podcast. Tell all your friends. We want yes. more followers. Seriously, get on it. Listeners. Freaking <laughs> a. Okay. Bye, Erin. Bye.